Lasers, dragons, and keyboards does not necessarily endorse any author's opinions or small animals expressed in the show. The show might not be suitable for adults, children, childish adults, or people with sensitivities to light, sound, or strong or weak opinions. Consult your doctor if you get a rash. Cookies will be provided if needed, but we will not waive Ziffy. I will try and interrupt you if you make it difficult to edit. Because I find that amusing. Now, you see how I timed that? Just she was taking a drink. You know, I do have controls and I can put you on mute. Can we find our way out of this uh, maze of rabbit trails? Embrace the rabbit trail. So, I'm sorry my that my name, interview has uh, put your butt to sleep. <laughs> You're listening to the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, featuring interviews with your favorite speculative fiction authors. We'll be discussing their books, their fandoms, and their writing processes. So sit back and enjoy another exciting episode with your hosts, Aaron, Josh, and Liberty. Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast. My name is Josh Hart. On today's episode, we have co-host and producer Liberty Spidell and guest host Lindsay Franklin on the show. We have a lot of fun discussing who the real Liberty is, uh, who Liberty would have play her characters in her series, The Derby Shaw Chronicles, and what it's like to focus on a series rather than just individual novels. Without further ado, here is the show. Enjoy! Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm Liberty Spidell. Oh no, I am Liberty Spidell. No, I am Liberty Spidell. We also have uh, Josh Hart and Aaron Gamot and a Lindsay Franklin with us tonight. Maybe. Or do we? I think we have a whole bunch of liberties. Liberty for all! <laughs> Liberty for all! <laughs> I think we broke our guest tonight. Tonight on a very special episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. You can get to watch four people go insane live on here. <laughs> go. Go insane. Scratch that. More insane. This is a thing that has already happened. Yes. yes. See, I visited I think you're right. <laughs> See, I fit right in. I told you. I just slip right in here. Oh, yes. I tried to be, I tried to be normal once. Worst <laughs> five minutes of my life. <laughs> it was awful. You know, I visited Insane once, but I found the people that uh, people were much too just calm and peaceful and normal for me. I believe that. <laughs> Thanks, Liberty. You're welcome, Liberty. So which Liberty is going to ask Liberty the first question? <laughs> It's totally not going to be confusing, not at all. This is this is a really excellent plan. I think we are excellent planners with an excellent plan. Don't you agree, Liberty? I agree, Liberty. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, yeah? I do think you need we, to clear it up for our listeners. <laughs> Nobody told me there was a plan. Nobody told me there were listeners. Maybe I should check my spam folder. Nobody told me that there would be other liberties here. Settle down, liberties. You're okay. 
not used to having this many liberties around. <laughs> There's an interview. Have other Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> There's an interview that's going to happen someday. We'll get there. But for now, we are swimming in a pool of liberty, and it's awesome. Join us, won't you? Won't you join the back us? of my head is starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when three nuts interview one of their own? <laughs> I'm trying to get back to my normal level of insanity, Liberties. <laughs> Is that up or down from here? Um, diagonal. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Have fun with that edit, <coughs> Liberty Prime. <laughs> no, this is the one where I'm going to make you guys try your hand at editing. <laughs> our, our version of editing is going to be the whole thing raw. Everybody's going to be yeah. like, it doesn't show up straight like that. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Who, who's got the? It's been four question? minutes of giggling. <laughs> oh man! Already. Welcome to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. I'm Josh Hart. I am guest hosting Lindsay Franklin. I'm Liberty Spadell. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron didn't get the memo. Keep making takes. I'm gonna keep doing. Right. It. <laughs> Aaron got no memo. It didn't happen. No. <laughs> no memo. Zero memos for Aaron. So sad. Nope. <clears throat> I was good. very. Go ahead. I was completely left out of planning this train wreck, so it's not my fault. <laughs> to be fair, um, I didn't really think of planning till after my surgery, and I was still on painkillers that made me loopy when the planning did happen. <clears throat> you know that explains this whole show? <laughs> <laughs> this episode or the entirety? The entire, the entire show. <laughs> Well, see, Josh and I had a very responsible planning meeting. It was like, we're going to play it straight and we're going to like throw just a couple very regular questions into the mix and everything, you know, and three seconds before we go on, Aaron is the one who says, Spartacus bit, Spartacus bit, let's do it. Yeah. So I take no responsibility for the train wreck, for the fact that we are completely off the rails five minutes in. This is all Aaron. I'm telling you. Josh and I are super responsible. Me? I was playing Magic the Gathering when you guys were having that planning meeting, so don't try on me. <laughs> Sorry, Liberty. All of you. Okay. okay. So, in this very special episode where Lindsay Franklin is guest hosting, we have our co-host and producer, Liberty Spell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
been watching too much Harry Dresden or something? <laughs> Liberty Spidell as the guest. Cut. Tick, tick. Take a minute. <laughs> Breathe, Josh. <laughs> Maybe we just, just turn off Aaron's camera. <laughs> Liberty has been telling stories for nearly as long as she can remember. Longer even... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's done. He's done. <laughs> we have asked Liberty zero questions, and Josh is done. All too easy. <laughs> How about you try and do the intro, Lindsay? I don't even have the bio. Where is it? <laughs> Let me see it. Let me send it to you. Just make something okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have so she ate frogs for breakfast and chicken bones for lunch, which explains everything. <laughs> Liberty Spidel was born in Narnia. Traveled here by here TARDIS. Okay, where is it? I sent it to you via Facebook message. Oh, well, I'm not on Facebook right now. That's a problem. Well, let me pull. I know. Oh. I see how it is. First time you probably, ever. You should probably leave Facebook up while we do this, because we messaged <laughs> each other to uh, avoid insanity in the broadcast. Oh. You can see how well that works. Yes, I see. <laughs> Liberty has been telling stories for nearly as long as she can remember, longer even than she's been a reader. She started writing in her early teens when she decided the publisher of Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys just weren't publishing the books fast enough. While she started out telling straight mysteries, her storytelling has shifted in the last several years to include a science fiction bent. She is the author of the Darby Shaw Chronicles, a series featuring Detective Darby Shaw, a superhuman with an unusual ability to revive the murdered... Crap, I almost had it, you guys. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Great. See, I'm a pro. <laughs> to revive the murdered, which comes in. Oh, you know why? There's a comma missing. Call the coffee. Okay. Um, all right. She is the author of the Darby Shaw Chronicles, a series featuring Detective Darby Shaw, a superhuman with the unusual ability to revive the murdered, which comes in pretty handy when you're a cop. Liberty lives in Kansas City area with her husband, children, and a spoiled, rotten chocolate Labrador. When she's not writing or podcasting, she enjoys a menagerie of activities ranging from baking to hiking to traveling in the mountains. Welcome to your own show, Liberty. Welcome, Liberty. <laughs> Took nine minutes to get to the introduction. <laughs> But we got there. I, I think it took closer to 31 minutes to get to the introduction. <laughs> All told. It's good to have you as a guest, Liberty. Oh, thanks. This is a different thing to be on the other side of the microphone. Well, definitely you're on the same side of the microphone as you always are. There's only one side. Yes. This is probably true. Unless you know, take it and turn it around like you know that or something. But, yeah. That'd just be no, weird. Don't start anything. No, we're we're going to ease you into things with a, a question you're quite familiar with. What is your name? What is your quest? And what is your favorite color? 
Um, well, my name is Liberty Spidell. My quest is uh, to write books that I enjoy writing as well as that other people enjoy reading. And my favorite color is green, regardless of the fact that I'm wearing my Iron Man shirt today. <laughs> Iron so Man is always it. acceptable. <laughs> always <Yeah>. acceptable. <clears throat> Only if Captain America shirt isn't available. <clears throat> I don't have a Captain America shirt. <laughs> I don't either, oddly enough. I should get one. <laughs> I don't There's either. A lot of shirts. There's a lot of shirts I want to get, though. Okay. It's this hilarious Linux joke shirt that I have to get that nobody would get, so... Yeah, did you all hear what he just said? Hilarious Linux joke. Just, <laughs> just to be clear, that is what Aaron just said. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's possible. If you say so. <laughs> My husband would get it. He also has a Captain America shirt, though, so there you go. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right, what order are we asking questions in? We should probably have figured um, that out a long time ago. but it, It's uh, me, Lindsay, you. Okay. Got it. All right. So, Liberty, why don't you tell us about your latest project, which I believe is titled Omission. Well, Omission is the first truly full-length novel in the Darby Shaw series. Um, Darby is in pursuit of a murderer who has killed a DSHA agent. The DSHA is the Department of Superhuman Affairs, and the DSHA and Darby have a checkered past, as a few years ago, they kidnapped her. So case for her and um it's a little there's beyond a lot going. checkers and kind of into chess isn't it <laughs> maybe um they uh it's a pretty emotional case for darby and um a lot of ups and downs so i think awesome. that's kind of how i would describe it without having my uh blurb right in front of me <laughs> you didn't come prepared okay. to this show I <laughs> this is her first time. You guys Aaron, made me easy. laugh so hard I kinda got I'm off my game. Oh <laughs> uh, sure yeah, blame us. Yeah, blame me again. Uh, right, right. Mission accomplished. <clears throat> so what was the best part of writing commission? Omission. <laughs> oh wow. Um this was actually the first book that I wrote with Darby um, because it was a nano project back in 09. And about two, two and a half years ago was probably not. It was just being able to and everything and get to know them again. Um, but I really love the, the twists and turns that this version took compared to the nano version. And, um, the fact that I've had more time with the characters and was able to deepen their relationships and the nuances between them. That was probably my favorite part, honestly. All right. Uh, so the uh, first three uh, books in the series were novellas. Uh, why did you choose to make Omission a full-length novel? Um... <laughs> I think the better question is why did I choose to do the pre the prequels? <clears throat> but um 
I'd always kind of wanted to be a novelist, not so much a short story writer. And the books in the um, in the box set are they are actual anything else. They they were an afterthought after I started writing Omission, actually. Um, <clears throat> so I have Emergence, which is twenty five thousand words, Retaliation, which is forty thousand, and then which is about 65,000. They were not intended to be there in the first place. Um, my original intent was to actually release Omission first. And I got to thinking about it and thought it might actually make more sense if I did it this other way. So it's not so much that I wanted to write novellas, it was that I wanted to write novels. Okay. Is anybody else hearing some bad Yes. Yes, I was wondering just me. I think, it's, I think it's coming from Liberty because her little green indicator bars are popping and she's not talking. Okay. Well, I know my dog was back. Maybe that was part of it. So. Okay. Now it's gone, I think. <clears throat> oh, great. Now I have to yeah, hold my cord. Now I have to hold my cord in my hand. <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry. I have to... Re refocus here. I thought maybe that was me, that popping, so I got a little nervous. I'm like, I'm out of headphones. I don't know what to do. And these are literally like stabbing me in the head, so I'm totally suffering. Ouch. I love you that much. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, poor Lindsay. Feel sorry for me. Um, <laughs> so you, do you, you have... have... To put in. Oh, yay. <laughs> Can I play my tiny violin? Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I think that um, Darby sounds like such an interesting character with her superhuman um, abilities. Do you have a favorite character from this story world? And if so, who and why? Well, <clears throat> even though Darby is my lead character and I enjoy uh, being in her head and everything, I actually like Mark better. Mark to me is just... Um, and Mark is her, her partner. Um, Mark's a little more worldly, has seen a lot more than her, and just, in a way, he's like an older brother, but he's not. And I just, I really like how he looks at the world. And he's also a lot of fun to write. So I, I just, I love with him. So, whether Darby's in it or not. <laughs> I'll have to awesome. read some more then, because from just the first chapter, I want to smack him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, you'll, you'll have that reaction throughout the series. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping he gets better, because he, I, I really love him, and he, I mean, yes, he makes a lot of mistakes, and I, I think that's why I like him so well, is that he owns up to his mistakes in the end, usually. So. Okay. I love characters like that. You know? Oh, yeah. We love them. They're flawed, just like us. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron? His, his uh, older sister's in their families. He's got four older sisters and comes from this huge family. So I, I really kind of think that's cool. And it's different than how I grew up. So. And what's something that the readers of Commission would be surprised to know about you or the book? Well, I kind of hinted at it already. Um, I've been working with Darby since 09. Um, oh, wow. 
and uh, she was a nano project. Um, so I, I actually ended up winning nano during that. Actually, probably the funnier thing is that I swore off nano after that um, because I did oh, nano twice. <laughs> I have not done nano since. I've done yeah. nano twice, and um, both times I got pregnant during it. So I decided I'm going to just... <laughs> I'm just going to swear this off right now. <laughs> okay, I'm not doing that. So many jokes we yeah. could make there. No, I was going to, but no, I'm done. That's, that's, <laughs> no nano for me this year either. <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> so many comments I probably shouldn't make. You should have been writing, Liberty. What were you thinking? <laughs> See, I went there. I told you guys I was going to say something inappropriate. That's okay. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. During nano, your word count is, you know, 22,000. During nano, your word count is only 1,000 words a day. What happened? <laughs> well, in my defense, I, I ended up winning nano that year on Thanksgiving Day. So if that tells you anything. You won in all the ways. <laughs> a sibling was talking to another sibling and I uh, was like so do you know why uh, what did uh, mama or you know mom and dad do back before there was internet and cable TV and stuff <laughs> You know, I don't know. Uh, why don't yes. you go ask one of our other 27 brothers, uh, our siblings? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's about right. right. Uh, I'm going to hop around in the Maybe list. Maybe you should um, get a desktop instead of a laptop. And, you know, something a little less portable. <laughs> Um, actually, no, I'm going to ask it. Um, why do you keep coming back to Darby? I really love this story. Eric <laughs> does not come back to us. <laughs> um, I really love the story world. Um, I really love the characters. I've always also felt like I'm a series writer, that I'm... I read so many series as it is that it just feels natural to me to want to continue the story world and see um, where things go and whatnot. And so I just keep coming back to her because there's some more stories to tell. There's more adventures to go on. And um, I want to keep telling them. She's She and Mark are fun characters, and they've got a pretty interesting future that I've got lined up for them. And... Um, <laughs> Um, I'm just, I, I, I can't see myself writing anything else right now other than maybe a, an occasional, um, jump into a different series or something, but I, I want to keep writing her for as long as she's willing to tell me stories. So. Okay. Liberty, can you give us a spoiler free description of your favorite scene in this book? That even possible? <laughs> Favorite scenes. Picking a favorite is you. Mm -hmm. mm. Random, a random scene though. 
I'm trying to decide how far it is the book. Well, did I keep that one? Near the end of the book, um, <clears throat> this one's not too much of a spoiler, but um, Mark's godfather is actually the captain for the homicide division. <clears throat> and um, he has a really short but caring scene between him and Darby um, after some events of the book, which I'm not going to describe because they'd be huge spoilers. Um, and I really, he, he's, you know, 60, 65 years old. I really like how he's just so caring towards her and is reaching out to her, even though, you know, it's not a family member and he's, or she's, um, an employee basically. Um, so probably my favorite scene and I, I wish I could say more, but I really can't cook it boils it so much but I just love the interplay and tender he is with her and friendly and stuff when he could be just this gruff boss and also godfather to Mark so oh I love that it's like the <laughs> so. boss everybody wants huh yeah he excuse can be gruff me when everybody he gets be. excuse me while I read the book out during the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Allowed. That's as loud. Oh, it's a hundred and twenty thousand words. That's about at a hundred and fifteen. <laughs> you better okay. read fast if you want to finish by the end of the challenge. Show. Accepted. <laughs> <We're> going. Aaron. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> oh, there was. I had a question. Ah, here we are. There are some legal aspects that pop up throughout the series. Did they require any special research? And if not, um, what's the strangest thing you did have to research? Okay, well, um, that's not good. Because I write in a kind of parallel universe in a way, I tend to play a little fast and loose with a lot of my procedure. I try to base it as close as I can to actual police procedure that I'm aware of, but I'm willing to bend the rules if I feel it's necessary for the story or for the world. Um, so I do try to do some research on procedure. If I wasn't trying to pack and move right now, um, I could show you all of my, uh, reference books that I keep on hand for procedure and, and that sort of thing. Um, but I also, um, yeah, I'll definitely list. Um, I also, reference Lee Laughlin's website a lot. Um, and I okay. am actually friends with him on Facebook. So if I have a random question, I will um, message him and say, you know, is this the way it would normally go down? So I know at least where I can start from a baseline. Um, and then because I do have um, so f some forensic stuff, I do frequent DP Lyle's website and I'm blanking on the actual name of his site but um he has uh he's a medical doctor who has worked with uh diagnosis murder and i think jag and several other uh, crime shows over the years huh um okay. so i so i find myself over on their sites a lot that's <clears> awesome <throat> as for cool. odd things that i had to research um 
I actually had to do some research into ecstasy and ketamine uh, with this book. Well, that's and, not um, suspicious on a Google search. <laughs> no, and and the, the ketamine was actually an, a last-minute addition, so uh-huh. I had to go and double-check all of that. Um, but uh, usually a lot of the drug stuff and, and that kind of thing tends to pop up. And then for my next book, I actually had to message D.P. Lyle about um, how one would know a body had been frozen that has started to thaw. So, <laughs> popsicle. Like, yeah, I, I can so, imagine getting some of these questions in your inbox. Like, is this I don't Officer, I world. promise you I'm an author. Well, actually, D.P. Lyle's pretty cool. He's written three books, I believe, maybe just two, but I think it's three, um, that are totally filled with questions from authors about forensics. Wow. That's so cool. cool. Love it. Yeah, so I start there and flip through his books because I've got a hard copy and a Kindle copy of two of the different ones. And I'll start there, and if I can't find my answer, I email him. All right. All right, so who would you pick to play uh, Darby, Mark, and whoever else you want to say in the screen version of the series? Um, I've been pretty open uh, about uh, my picks for Darby and Mark. Um, Darby, I would choose as Renee Felice Smith, which is, um, she plays Nell on NCIS LA. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she just have, she just have to go blonde. And then, um, I go back and forth with Mark because, um, of his age. He's 10 years older than Darby. Um, sometimes it's Carl Urban. And sometimes. I love him. Yeah. He's fantastic. And sometimes it is, uh, the guy who plays, uh, the captain in Arrow. And I'm, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Um, the bald guy. Oh, Um, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name either. Yeah, I can't think of his name off the top uh, of my head. He, he played uh, Harry Dresden. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's. Um, I actually learned about him first from Harry Dresden and um, Paul Blackthorne. That's his name. Thank there you. There you go. That's it. So, <laughs> like Lance. It, it just kind of depends on my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lance. I, I go back and forth on that question a lot because I think both of them could do it justice, and it'd just be depending on. Honestly, how much sex appeal you want? Who wants less money? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, Carl Urban on certain days and Paul Blackburn on other days. So. Um, as for Genova, she's kind of my out there character. She's a lawyer, but she also tends to um, be a little quirky. I haven't decided on her. Um, she tends to wear different colors of hair, and I haven't decided who would be good for that so. who can still pull off the attorney deal at least <clears throat> that's fair and I haven't really given any thought to anybody else <laughs> <laughs> although um, maybe I had somebody picked out for Simon at one time I can't remember though <laughs> uh, though 
Okay, yeah, I do have one. You know, the corpse plate is shown yeah. being. Yeah, Captain Moustakis, which is <laughs> Captain Moustakis, who is um, Mark's uh, godfather and their captain. Um, the guy who played Captain Adama or General General Adama on Battlestar Galactica. He's kind of who mm-hmm. I would do in that role easily. So. Captain Moustakis, by the that. way, got a name in this book. So. I had a con- I ran a contest last year. Just interesting point of trivia. Um, he did not have a name in the first four books. He was just the captain. Um, and I ran a contest last year, and um, he got a name that way. That was sweet. Yep, that's awesome. Cool. So I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. I hope you'll forgive me and ask you who is your favorite superhero. Well, gosh, if if it's just the movies, I would say um, Iron Man. But I've actually been thinking about that question a lot lately. I'd almost have to say Daredevil is a little bit more my favorite now. Even I, I still love Tony Stark, but um, I, I've been watching uh, the Daredevil TV series on Netflix and then reading some of the comics, and I, I really like that character a lot. So, okay. <clears throat> what is it about him that draws you? Do you think? Mm. I Don't think it's um so deep. I think it's the fact that he uses his faith to kind of weigh things out and feel guilt that a lot of the other superheroes don't necessarily. Um. Then the fact that he's mostly blind is just kind of really cool, I think. <laughs> and, I and and the story and the fact that he's technically disabled is and still a superhero is just different. You know, it, it's just different. And I, I really like that aspect of it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. You can tell you're a geek when you spend, uh, put serious <laughs> thought to this question. <laughs> Exactly. Are you saying there are people who don't? What? What? Who are those? Oddly enough, I've met them, and there are some, and they're very strange people. I don't want to play with those people. No. They can have their own planet. That's right. You can usually find them at football games. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Watch it. Not always. Most of the time. There's a geek invasion at, you know... My living room every Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, you know, I've I've seen it all about that. What's the real difference between um, people who gather to play sports ball or watch sports ball and uh, those who gather to play video games or mm-hmm. whatnot? What? Yeah. yeah. Probably a few exactly. IQ points. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what this distinction is that you guys are talking about. I, I'm an equal opportunist. The sports ball, yeah. the geek stuff. You must, bring be, it I do. you must be a rare breed. I do like football <laughs> and, and baseball. So when my Royals or my Chiefs are playing, I'm usually right there. So. I, I have literally had people, you know, make funny of oh, all you, you know, all that geeky stuff, dressing up all weird. It's like, yeah, wait, 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 dressing up all weird. 
There's a picture of you in Facebook at the at the game last Saturday. Well, we were painted blue. Yeah. <laughs> so your face was silver. Yeah. Okay. All right. We all know the answer to this question, so we're going to mix it up a little bit. The question, the normal question, is who is your captain? Now, we all know the answer to this question, so we're going to add other than Captain Janeway. See, Janeway is just like in my top five. Um, uh, right. She, she tries to yeah. downplay it now. <clears throat> <laughs> He's wearing a jean with you know, uniform honestly, right now. <laughs> hey, they don't know. You can't see it. It's um, true. <laughs> you know, this is actually, when we came up with our list of questions, this is probably the one that I would have had my hardest time answering. Um, because I really like all of the captains. Um, Picard was my first captain. Um, Han Solo was you know, right up there, right after that, and then kind of everybody else after. Um, you know, there's all of them, you know, Picard and Janeway and uh, Solo and uh, Malcolm Reynolds and Star-Lord and everybody else. One, it, it really kind of depends on my mood. Um, probably Han Solo, but tomorrow it might be Star-Lord. And the day after that, it could be Malcolm Reynolds. So I, it's a hard t question for me to answer because mm -hmm. I, I really can't just pick one. There's all of them. That's legit. Mm -hmm. I, I will say that the other day I wasn't. I was feeling a little under the weather, and I picked a card to watch on Netflix. <laughs> so. Aw, like comfort food. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Captain Picard is comfort food. There you go. Tweet <laughs> it. Hashtag it. Awesome. <laughs> I'm actually going to put that up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Trademark it. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll have to blame uh, Liberty for saying it because Liberty did. <laughs> All the Liberties? Which Liberty? All the Liberties. Sure. Liberty Prime? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be her new nickname. We're, yes. <laughs> we're diving back in, back into the pool of liberty. It's and and most of humanity that doesn't listen to the show is going to be like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we're going to refer to right. that to her as that at Realm Makers next year, and everybody's going to go, huh? <laughs> you know what? Uh, when you, uh, if it's allowed in registration for uh, Realm Makers next year, you should totally. <laughs> Uh, you know, do your name and then do Liberty Prime, and then Aaron will be uh, Liberty Beta. <laughs> okay. Let's Alpha Liberty. Yeah. What? Yeah. Alpha Liberty. She's gonna clicker train the rest of us. Yes. A Jurassic. Did I just make a Jurassic World joke? That was weird. I don't think I've ever done that before. I'm not sure. I joke about a lot of things, but Jurassic World, not usually one of them. Yeah, awesome. that was odd. I told you that would happen to something weird. You, you joined us. What more could you expect? <laughs> um, 
Alright, so at this point, do we want to do like one or two more questions and then dive into the writing section, or...? That's fine. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to do. I'm fine either way. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm a guest in this house, so... Now, no. You were our first guest, and then you became <laughs> part of the I've been assimilated. Just like we are all Liberty, we are all Lindsay. <laughs> just started to get confused. I'm okay, you're okay. What? Okay. What are we even um, talking about? So. I never know. I'm going to mix things up a bit because I can. I have no idea. Here's what a is your. A wild Snorlax appears. <laughs> What is your favorite? <laughs> what is your favorite quote from your book or your series, Liberty? What is the favorite quote I have from my book? Oh man! Um, the end. <laughs> only a writer. With the question mark. Oh gosh, um, you're gonna make me, you know. <laughs> of course, I am. You know what? I think it might be, and I'm going to pull it up from Scrivener real quick so I can get it right. I think it's actually at the end of Capitulation. At least right now, I'm not going to say anything from omission because I don't want to spoil it too much. But in case you haven't read it, at the very, very, very end of Capitulation, um, Mar Darby's boy is killed, and he asks her not to revive him um, as he's dying. Um, and Mark's there with her when he dies, and um, Mark go uh, comes over to her, and he's and this is uh, from the book. Mark squeezed my shoulder. You were right about Oliver. He died because he was a good man. I nodded, not certain I was able to speak anymore. I think the right thing would be to have him buried as a cop, not as a criminal, don't you? I looked up at Mark. I'd rather remember him that way. So, I a huge poignancy behind those words. Um, because in that book, uh, in Capitulation, Mark had told Darby that he was in love with her. And she'd been with somebody else at the, the time. and. It was like he was, Mark was accepting, at least for a while, that she could be in love with someone else. I, I, I just really like that scene a lot, and it was such a hard scene to write, and I just really like that one. So that's from Capitulation. <laughs> awesome. When does the next book in the series release, and where can we find it? Okay. Omission is releasing on, uh, let me, uh, I know what day I have to have it turned into Amazon. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> Author problems. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, December, what day did I say that? December 15th, I think is right. Um, yeah, December 15th. My mom and dad's wedding uh, anniversary. Aww. Awesome. So, um, we know yeah, it's 
<laughs> Dad got stuck on the whole wood anniversary thing and has never left it. <laughs> so we get their Christmas tree every year. <laughs> That's cool. But anyway. So Emission re- releases December 15th, and you can pre-order it. Um, we're recording this in late October, but this won't release until uh, after Thanksgiving, I think. Um so you can go ahead and pre-order it. It's two ninety nine through the end of the year, and I'll probably bump it up a buck after the first of the year. So pre-order it now or sometime after the after uh, Christmas with your Amazon gift cards. That you'll probably get for Christmas because all your relatives know you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, hey, the people listening to this podcast probably going to get Amazon gift cards. <laughs> and it'll, it'll once yeah. it's live, it will be up on. Um, uh, Kobo and Nook and uh, a few others because um, I believe in going wide. Um, once it goes live, we will shamelessly self-promote it. <laughs> we, would never um, will be, uh, we would never stoop to that. <laughs> there, there will be a <laughs> there will be a paperback version and eventually a uh, audiobook. Um, I actually just heard from my narrator today that um, she was all excited and was going to let me know when she was done with all of her current projects. So um, that'll probably be in February or March when it's out. So. Yeah, there's a fascinating rabbit trail. How are audiobooks doing for you? Um, slow but steady. Okay, because I've heard from other from some people that you know, that they've done really good with audiobooks, and then I've heard from other people that their print sales are really really mm-hmm. good, and, and then they feel really bad about you know giving somebody, you know, this little, little titans from audio books because mm-hmm. they aren't selling moving hardly any of them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to interview in the first, different people to get different results. In the first few months, um, my narrator actually told me that she had made more money off of my book than she had with anybody else. I don't know if that's still mm-hmm. true or not. I highly doubt that it wow. is. Um, slow but steady. I think it'll take two or three books to really get out there and um, really start making a name for myself. The same as it is with the print books and everything. Um, So Omission will be number two in the audiobooks and um, I'm hoping after its sequel or the one after that even that they'll really start taking off. Because it's a good format for a lot of people that in you know, they have commutes and stuff, and they need something to listen to. And if they're not going to listen to a podcast, they might want to listen to a book. So. I know a lot of people who um, do audiobooks at the gym, you know, pop mm-hmm. their headphones on, get on the treadmill, mm-hmm. and listen to a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I same thing, but I'm usually cleaning my house or cooking dinner or <laughs> something like that. Yep, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of a scene from DS9. Oh. <laughs> Who just kicked him out? Who just kicked him out? Um, his he got put in the corner. Hardcore just now. <laughs> Aaron has left the building. No, 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 no. Liberty Beta has left That's the right. building. Clicker. Put, get your clicker going. We need to get him back here. Aaron, sit. Every freaking night. Okay. <laughs> that was just weird timing. You were talking and you were gone. <laughs> I'm going to have to start saving my pennies for that fiber internet connection because this is ridiculous. 
I say we do a Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a bad idea. All right. So hey, if, I have two thousand. If our if all two thousand people who have downloaded the show just chip in a dollar, there you go. Don, yeah. just probably the same ten people downloading it, you know, times forty. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, um, wasn't there one episode of DS Nine where I think it's Chief O'Brien who's reading the technical manual to one of his kids? I'm kind of very tested. I don't have to look that up now. I haven't seen enough of DS Nine. A few episodes oh, here and oh, there, but totally I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to go back and rewatch all of. Um, the next generation, and then get into T and or DS Nine, and then rewatch uh, Voyager. So, well, DS Nine is kind of like Voyager. It really gets it really gets the ball rolling. Gets good around season three. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a lot of the setup and stuff that you know, is in seasons one mm-hmm. and two that you kind of need, but it gets kind of rocky in some places. Yeah. Right. This has been another episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. Have a question or comment? Email us at lasersdragonskeyboards at gmail.com or send us a tweet at ldkpodcast. Our music is Flight of the Beast, Loop 1 by Jonathan Gear. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards is copyrighted under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. This means if you're not for profit and you want to quote us, please be sure that you cite us. If you are for profit, please get our permission first. You can find us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards.wordpress.com for detailed show notes, as well as on facebook.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Have fun storming the castle!